0: Welcome to the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I'm Madeline. And I'm Ruby. If you're a startup or scale up looking for actionable and profitable advice, then this is a podcast for you. We will give you a taste of our proven insights and strategies that we've applied to hundreds of businesses to help them grow, scale and succeed. So grab your
1: margaritas and your pen and paper because we're here to show you that with the right strategy, your idea and our marketing guidance, you can take your brand from startup to stand out.
0: Hello and welcome to episode nine of the Marketing and Margaritas podcast. I am joined today by my co-host Maddie. Hi, Maddie.
1: Hi, Ruby. Now, before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to share a message that appeared in our inbox this week. I guess we've had this podcast for almost two months now, and whilst we can see that people are watching it, which we love, it's so lovely to hear from our audience and know that what we are sharing is making an actual impact to them.
0: I know. It's absolutely amazing. Now, this message is from one of our listeners and we wanted to share it with you. Do you have a message, Maddie?
1: Yep, I'm just opening it now. So it's from Amy. Um, Yeah, super, super nice message. So here you go. Thank you for this podcast and thank you for being Adelaide Gals. I run a number of IGs for our businesses and heck, it's a full-time job. I only tuned in about two weeks ago and it's been a huge help for understanding marketing terms and strategies. Thank you.
0: Oh, that still (laughs) melts my heart. And thank you so much, Amy, for sharing that. Now, today's topic is a goodie because we are going to be going through 15 tips to optimize your business, sorry, your Instagram for success. These tips will help you set up and use your Instagram account to attract qualified leads, convert them to followers and nurture them all the way through to the point of sale. So I'll hand over to you, Maddie, to kick off with the first one.
1: Yes. So number one is your display name and profile picture. Now your display name differs from your username. This is an extension of pretty much your username. And now Instagram has allowed us to have up to 64 characters, which is huge. This is a great opportunity to add those keywords in. So for example, my um, username is Made Creative Co., However, in my display name, I would obviously have keywords that are relevant to me. So marketing and consultant. Mm. What's in yours, Ruby?
0: Yeah, so mine says business and marketing coach Mm. and educator because that's what I do. And I think it's really important to sit down and think about what it is that you do and what people will search Search for. Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to search for a adelaide hairdresser mm. have that in your yes bio.
1: location is important if you are yes. just serving a very small area mm. just so people um who are looking for you like you're saying in adelaide they'll mm. know okay hairdresser adelaide yeah It seems quite simple, but I think sometimes people do miss the mark a little bit with it as well.
0: Yeah. And also people do get confused about their username and their display name and they Mm. don't know if they need to change their username. Your username, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, obviously it needs to represent your brand, but it doesn't matter in terms of searchability. I've had a few
1: clients get a bit stressed out about when I'm like, we're going to change
0: your display name.
1: They're like, no, what do you mean? How's our like our name of our business. And I'm like, no one is searching that and it's already in your username. So don't stress. People will still be able to tell who your business is um, from that. And if you are a business, you'll have your logo as well in the profile picture.
0: If you, because a lot of people will have their display name as their full name. Mm. So for me, Ruby Fagan Schmidt. But if people don't know who I am, they're not going to be able to find me if they search that. So that's a really good point to make. Just make sure that you're actually putting something that people are going to search
1: and find you from. Yeah, absolutely. So back to the first point, we've also got your profile picture. So this could be a clear logo um, if you're a business. Mm. If you're a personal brand, a clear picture of you. I like cutting out the image and placing it on a colored or white background, which can all be done in Canberra, of course. It's just a great way for personal brands
0: to pop. Yeah, and I also love that for businesses as well mm. because we all know that people buy from people, not from mm. businesses. So if you are a business that, wants to add a human element to your brand, having the face of the brand, whether it's, you know, the CEO or the founder or, or the team, headsets, the team or yeah. is going to be the face of the business. But So you can still bring in your brand and your company, having your um, branded colors behind you. I think yeah. That's a great way to kind of use both. Yeah. So moving on from your display name and profile picture, the next thing to consider is your bio. So that's the next part that sits underneath your description. So your bio, it's really important. You've got 160 characters, which goes really quickly. It does. Um, so in your bio, you need to be looking at keywords again, mm-hmm. because this is a part where it can be searched up. So yep. using those SEO uh, keywords, make sure that in your bio, it clearly states who you are, what you do and who you help. So don't have any, you know, industry jargon or any fluff. Or I'm a dog mum who has four kids, and here's my husband's handle. None of that. (laughs) Nobody cares. I mean, they might, but not in this instant when it's your business. Really clearly state um, who it is you help um, and what it is that you do. It's also really important that you add a bio link in there. So whether that goes to your website, whether that Mm. goes to your lead magnet, whether that goes to your calendar booking, but it needs to be that next place that people can take a next step with you. This is so important if you want to sell, because Mm. if you don't have a link that goes to the next option to work with you, you're not really going to get anywhere with Instagram.
1: I see a mistake that people make and tell me what you think. So they put their email address in the bio, which I think is a bit of a waste of space because you have that button. Yep. And people know to click that button, you know, the contact yeah. button and it has the phone number and the email. It has the same,
0: phone number as well.
1: Um so it's a waste of space putting it in your bio. Yeah. Especially so people are smart can... enough to know where to find it. Yeah. Um but you'd I'd rather have something that would help me sell in that bio part.
0: Yeah. Um also just like it's not a hyperlink. So someone's yeah. still going to have to copy and paste, paste it. Or True. Copy and paste it but then you yeah, yeah. have to copy it across which is going to take just more time and no one has time for that. <laughs> so have use utilize your your bio link. Um, And the other thing is just making sure that you're using a tone of voice that shows up your brand. So, you know, if you're a brand that uses a lot of slang, reflect that. If you're really Mm. professional, reflect that. Even down to your emojis. Yeah, I was going to say emojis are good. Yeah, I see um, a lot of brands that are really simplistic and they have all these emojis and it makes no sense. Whereas if you can use, you know, those really fine line emojis, Mm. it just brings your branding back into place because your bio is really your digital business card. So you need to make sure that it reflects your business and your tone voice as well
1: so number three is finding your visual aesthetic or look um so this is your font your branding your color palette even down to your, your emojis just ensuring that you follow your brand guidelines throughout your instagram and if you don't have them that's fine just ensure you stick to a color tone throughout the post um, your font on the post is consistent even yeah i just mm. think i understand now people are going okay it doesn't really matter about your look and feel but i i still really strongly yeah. believe that your Instagram is a reflection of you and your website. And, um, yeah, it's a reflection of you. Yeah, like don't get caught up
0: in it. Yeah, don't spend three days writing one post. You know, yeah. it's really important that you take massive and perfect action and just get it out there. But if you have really clear brand guidelines, you've yeah. got templates, you've got your fonts, you've got everything so that there's consistency across yeah. your feed. How
1: many times have you um, seen a product that you've liked maybe on an ad and then you might hit onto their Instagram and if, I don't, I've i done this. if. Their feet looks crap, (laughs) just doesn't look good.
0: I don't buy from them. I'm I'm sorry. like That's how I feel when I know these businesses, like hairdressers, beauticians. I'm the same. If it doesn't feel like a good vibe, I always say, think about when you're walking down the street and you see a restaurant and it's really exciting and it's a vibe and there's Mm. people in there and it looks amazing. You want to go in there. But if you see one that's dead and it's disgusting and, you know, the interior... Just doesn't fit your vibe, you don't go in there. But yeah. I think it's the same with Instagram. Yeah, pages. I agree with that. I agree with
1: that. We're saying not get caught up in it, but mm. definitely have some sort of visual look and feel of
0: your Instagram page. Mm. No, I love that. So the next point we're going to make is using different formats. So we've set up your bio, we've set up your description. We know your brand guidelines, now it's really important Mm -hmm. to understand your different posting formats. So whether or not you're going to be posting static posts or carousels, using video, reels, stories. Now, my um, opinion on this is that I feel like we should be using them all.
1: I uh, strongly agree.
0: Because I do have people that come to me and they're like, oh, should I only be doing reels? Or should I only be doing stories or whatnot? I think a mix of the different formats is so important because they each play such a different role. Yeah. Especially when you're
1: starting out, you might find down the track that, Mm. and I've seen a few businesses where all they do is carousels because it does work for them. Yeah. But in that beginning part, I would be testing them all and using Mm. them throughout your strategy.
0: Yeah. But also understanding that they all have different insights to look at. So for example, if I post a reel, I know for me, there's two goals that I'm getting from Mm. the reel. If it's something that I feel is going to be more trending, I'm wanting to get a really high reach. But yep. in terms of actually um, having comments or saves or shares, conversions, yeah. that's not really my goal from the reel. Mm. Whereas on the other end, if I'm posting a story-based post, post, sorry, that I know that my audience loves and it's a picture of me and I'm giving some tips and some advice and sharing mm. one of my personal stories, I know that I'll get a lot of likes, a lot of comments and yep. probably a lot of shares, yep. oh, sorry, it saves. So the different insights, yeah. it's really important to know w- what you're looking for with each format yep. and post Um, having your goals in mind with what you're wanting to achieve.
1: Well, my carousel posts don't get a lot of likes, but if I go
0: into it, the saves are like quadruple
1: that. And then the website taps and the profile views, which to me – it's probably more important because Absolutely. exactly the people are finding value in that. They're saving it. They're going back yep. to it later. They're finding it really educational, which is the goal. Of exactly, that. it's not to
0: get likes. No, and um, think about it. If you're scrolling through Instagram, you're not going to like, share, save, and comment one post. No, you've got one action point. So yep. if your goal is to actually nurture and um, and I suppose have quality leads that are really enjoying your post, mm. finding them really valuable, a share and a save are going to be points that you're looking at way over likes or even comments comments
1: yeah so the next one is post consistently now there's no magic Mm -hmm. number number here we're not saying you have to do three four five every day we're just saying post to a schedule that suits Mm -hmm. you find that sweet spot where you're not burning out Mm -hmm. something that you enjoy doing something that resonates
0: with your audience and just post that consistently yeah and i mean I have a different view on this slightly. Okay. Um and it's only because I do work with a lot of personal brands. And yep. if you can and the quality is there, I feel like the more you post, the more you the grow. The more you're going to grow and the quicker you grow. I do a thousand so, percent agree with that as well. I do agree with the burnout with yep. the resources that you've got available. And yep. um, but if you're first starting out and you've got more time because you know you don't have clients, yep. you don't have all of this stuff on, then spend time on social media build up obviously have the quality of content but build up your content yeah. your content more content is more conversions like yeah if you can get that through your mind yeah. the more content you've got out there the more conversions you're going to get you'll just grow so much quicker
1: that is absolutely true and i definitely agree with you on that
0: yeah but do pick something that feels good for you yeah. don't just do because don't make rubbish ask. doing yeah. like content pretty yeah. much that's yeah. what we're saying <laughs> definitely so the next point number six are our captions so we mentioned before about your bio, making sure that you're really following SEO keyword guidelines, same goes in captions. So mm. your posts are actually the captions and, and your hashtags and all of that. They can be searched in Instagram now as well. Yes. So Instagram SEO is just completely changing. It's almost like Google now. Yep, um, absolutely. So it's important that when you're writing your captions, you're, you keep that in mind. Now, when you are writing your captions, the format that Maddie and I both like to use is a format that grows something along the lines of having your hook mm. where you're addressing your audience's pain or pleasure points, mm-hmm. um, going into your body, which mm-hmm. can then provide a solution. It can share a story or have some kind of um, social proofs so or some testimonial. Yep. It could agitate the pain point as well. yeah. Yep. Really sort of going a little bit further into more depth relating back to your hook. Um, and that's your body. And then also making sure that you have a call to action. And this oh, is something that I see. And one. Yeah, oh, just no. one. <laughs> oh, P.S. If you want to download my link, you can do this. If you want to book a so call, this you can guys, go there. Do this later. Just choose yeah. one. And it doesn't have to be buy my product. It can be if you found this relatable, save it for later. Yeah. If somebody else would um, receive value from it, share it to them. Like, Just yeah. choose one call to action to teach your audience how to take that next step with you. So if you follow that format, you'll find that you'll get to know a really nice system mm. that works well for bringing new people to your page, but also nurturing them and converting them into clients or customers.
1: Absolutely. And I would test short and long and medium copy yeah. as well. And I probably have a mixture in your strategy because definitely I think coaches that like you work with more would probably benefit from a longer copy because yeah. it does story have a, based yeah, e-commerce, short, sharp and shiny works yep. a bit better. Mm. Um, so it's definitely testing
0: what works with your audience as well. I do also find if you're doing a lot of video content, so reels, you don't always have to have mm. a long caption because no. all of the content is in the video. Correct. So, yep. I mean, even saying that I sometimes put a longer caption if I'm feeling like it needs a little bit more substance. Yeah. So every post is different. Yep. Test what works for you, test what works for your audience as well. So the next one, number seven, is hashtags. And back in the day,
1: hashtags were used to help you get reach and likes, mm. but now Instagram is using hashtags more. As, I like to look at it as a, like a, a filing cabinet. So it opens <laughs> up a filing cabinet and it's filing your post depending on those hashtags that you're using. Mm. So there is a lot of debate about how many you should use and it always comes down to testing, of course. Mm. Um, so sometimes I do three. Sometimes I do five. I like the sweet spot for me that I found. I don't know how you find this is between that 15 and 20 mark. I think 30 is overdoing it these days. Yeah, unless you've
0: got 30 that are really yeah. specific to what you're talking about. But Which I, I doubt even you find would. 25 yeah. and 10 yeah. actually works. But like Maddie said, if she's finding that works for her audience and her client's audience, yeah. then absolutely go with what feels right.
1: Right. So I would pick. SEO focused keywords again, think some broad ones. So again, if I'm using myself as an example, I would do hashtag marketing or mm-hmm. hashtag marketing Adelaide. So mm-hmm. using those location-based ones. And then niche keywords based on what is in the post. So if yeah. I was talking about social media, it'd be like hashtag social media marketing. Yeah. Like so you can kind of see we're going broad, but we're also going niche and I would go location-based if that is relevant for you. Yeah. As well. Definitely. Doing too many random hashtags that don't cohesively work actually confuses the algorithm and you can be penalized for it. Mm. So make sure that you're using hashtags that are relevant to your post um, that Instagram can file for you quite easily. (laughs) And you can use hashtag generators. We've talked about this in other podcasts, but be mindful again of them. Just use them with caution, but use them as a guide.
0: Yeah, it's a good way if you really have no idea what to write and you're trying Mm. to do some research with what um, keywords your industry are, are looking up as well. Yeah. Awesome. So moving on to number eight, we're over the halfway mark. The next point is to utilize your Instagram stories. Now I am a massive fan of stories. You do. You're, you're, you do it so well. Oh I'm, and, just, I'm pretty slack. Well, I mean, and it's it comes down to what your goals are as yeah. well and um, also what your approach and your strategy is on Instagram. But I find that stories are the best way to build a relationship with your audience mm. because you're showing up every day. You're yep. building that relationship, you're building consistency and the more you do it, the easier it does get. Yep. You sort of get into this bit of a routine. What I love about stories is they don't need to be polished. Like it literally is a raw behind the scenes of what's happening in your day. Yeah, Stories are also the best way to build relationships, but also to build conversions. Mm. So I mean this in the nicest way possible, but it's the best way to kind of build that relationship, but then also make the sale by utilizing story stickers and opening up the question in your stories so yep. that you can move that conversation into your direct messages yep. and convert the sale in there yep so we could really do a whole podcast episode on we this because, yeah, I think it's a great idea we'll because a story podcast. there is a um a strategy that you can use, which comes down to, you know, utilizing polls, utilizing question stickers, just mm. asking the right questions and almost tracking who those warm leads are. Yep. So A, you can start the conversation in your DMs, but also B, when you're about to launch something, you've got a strategy to actually mm. pick out those warm audiences and go to them first.
1: Now, can I make a comment? And you I don't, don't know how so you can. We don't want to overdo the story. So there's a fine line, isn't yes. there? You know, when you open up someone's story and there's like 35 million. yeah, That and will you make will people not. flip. So, I, so <laughs> yeah. I say to my clients, three to four, max five, if you are telling a long story, probably is that sweet spot. Mm. I would say if people see that go up the
0: top, any smaller and yeah. two more stories, they're going to get a bit like... I think it depends also if you're changing up what you're doing. So if you... Mm. you know. A good rule of thumb is, um, you know, if you are recording a, sorry, we just laugh because there's always something that goes wrong with podcasts and I feel like your phone went off last <laughs> time. I know. And I was like, I've got to turn off my notifications and I did it again. <laughs> no, totally fine. Um, When you're talking on your stories, it does time you out. So if you're getting timed out, I think once is okay, but if you're timing getting timed out twice, you've gone too long on yes, the good. story. That's a great so point. Yes. Try to keep it in that minute mark. Um, but if, you know, you are telling a longer story, that's totally fine. And then if you change your stories on the same day to something completely different, that's okay. But if you're constantly just, I don't know, sharing a day in the life. Yes. Time and place. I think do it once in a while, but not your entire
1: um yeah. story. And I've talked about this on my live as well. If you're finding your reach is quite low, don't be afraid to have a 24-hour break yeah. from your story. You don't have they you don't have to do them every day. Yeah. And I find if I have low reach, if I just give it 24, 48 and then I come back with an engagement post.
0: I was gonna say have back something. Yes. Yeah. Because- Basically, the way that the stories algorithm works is if people are engaging with your stories, Instagram sees that. The same with the posts, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they'll push your stories up, and you'll see that your stories could even double from that. So things like the emoji slider, things like simple polls that make it really easy for people to actually vote on. Question stickers, if you do have an engaging audience, but sometimes if you You don't, don't, you're not going to get anything. Things that make it easy. Think about the ease of your user. Is it easy for them to vote? Is it easy for them to use that emoji slider?
1: So following on from stories, we've got take advantage of the highlights. Mm. A lot of people miss the mark with this. It's really an extension of your bio, but also your website. I say it's a mini website. Yes. So links to how to book,
0: mm-hmm.
1: links to your lead magnets, your service guide are really important. Yeah. Um, maybe your top products or specials that are happening if you're e-commerce. Um, how they can get a discount code. Just think about things that your customers actually would want all the time. Keep them fitting on your phone. So people that have like 15 highlights, I say max four, I think fits on your phone or five, five Five fit on your phone and keep it at that.
0: Yeah. One you missed there was social proof as well. Oh, social proof. Yeah. Yeah, That's a
1: great one. Case studies. Yeah. Yeah. Just because
0: people coming onto your page, they're wanting to see all of that. You know, they're. They're already starting to think about working with you, but if they see one which has all the case studies and testimonials, that mm. can help push them over the line as well.
1: Yeah, even projects that you've worked on, like before and afters or something yeah, like, like that would be longer great. Yeah, case studies. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? We've got remember when someone clicks on it, they're shown the oldest one oh, first. Yeah. So make sure I say refresh these. Yeah. Every month, refresh them. It's worse when someone goes back and it's like <laughs> 152 weeks ago. Yeah, and it's like something that you don't even do anymore. And I've said keep five stories max in there. Yeah. I would say that's about right. Like five, six, seven. Yeah, it
0: depends. There's not really a number. It just yeah. depends.
1: Like, just don't have crap in there. Yeah, and don't have again
0: <laughs> the million little dots. Yeah. Because you you also find if you have a million little dots and really old ones, they take forever to load. Yeah. So it's a really bad look on on the Instagram page as well. So next point are our reels. So I know we've kind of touched on reels, but reels at the moment. I was going to say it before when you mentioned hashtags, but Mm. they're what's overtaking the reach. So before, you know, if you use more hashtags, that was going to extend your reach. But if now, if you're using reels, that's what's going to get your reach out. So there's lots of different ways you can do reels. You can Mm. do um, like the trending kind of lip syncing ones. You can do the pointing ones. You can dance. But you don't need to. No, no. Um, what's working really well now are actually sharing your opinions and sharing educational original, features.
1: like original audio. They yeah, call it original. original audio. Yeah.
0: What I like to do is do an original audio with a trending song in the background as, yeah. as background music, and then you're kind of utilising both. Right. Yeah. Um, but think think about reels as a way that you can a build trust with your audience because mm-hmm. you're utilising your face, and we yep. all know that uh, video content is the best way to build trust. But also a great way for people to consume content because we are so lazy. We're Mm. so lazy on social media. We don't like to read things all the time. So if we can see a really short video that gives us a little bit of value, a little bit of gold, something funny, something educational, that's Mm. what people are wanting to see. So don't keep them long. Keep them quite short. I find the 10 to 15 second mark unless it's an educational one. Yeah, of course. Um, is the best sort of yep. length for those as well.
1: And remember, you've probably got back in the day you probably had three seconds to hook someone in, you got one. Yeah, so that hook straight needs to be on away. that one second. Yeah. Like almost on the top straight away. Yeah. Um people need that hook to really engage with the rest of your content.
0: One thing I'm gonna add there as well, if you're doing those original pieces where you're speaking to the camera and this goes to stories. Please do not be the person that forgets to put captions on. <laughs> oh, because just in general, any I know, video, any video no one please put captions on because so no. many people listen to them without the audio. Think about if you're sitting on the couch and your partner's sitting next to you the and you're bus. watching TV, the bus going from walk office, in your office, people anywhere. People are on their phone in their office. <laughs> exactly. You don't listen with audio and you're like, you're watching someone, you're trying to figure out what it says and you're like, oh, I really want to watch that, but I can't right now. Yeah. And you'll just skip through it. So add captions or at least text that summarizes yeah, yeah. it. Okay,
1: number 11, this is more for e-commerce, but ensuring you have your Instagram shop attached mm. to your Instagram and all the products are available to tap. Yep. So that's just making sure your commerce manager is set up properly in the back end because it is a great opportunity for your e-commerce to sell directly on yes. the platform. You can actually now um, – so you might've gotten a request for this if you're an e-commerce store, but what they'll say is like, are you happy if people have tagged your product or you've tagged your product in user-generated content mm-hmm. or in your feed, if that shows up in the shop? Yeah. So rather than just having the picture of the product, now it has like, okay, people in it, people so can really good. like visualize it a bit more on them. I'm loving that. I'm telling my yeah. clients, yeah, accept that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a great thing to have on your page. And yeah, if you're e-commerce, this needs to be set up like, yeah. Like, no, that's it. It just needs to be set up. Finish
0: <laughs> this podcast and set it up. It's just Instagram making it so easy to shop directly from the platform, so that, just take advantage of they're it. They're allowing
1: you to take payments on the platform I know, so you can go to the website. So yeah. it's It'll definitely something to think about. I would definitely consider it. People would love not to have to go to the website, yeah. add it to their cart.
0: I mean, think about it from Instagram's perspective. They don't want people leaving the platform. Mm. And they did release something, I think it was the end of last year, saying that they were putting a lot of resources into... In. Um, making the shop better on the platform yeah. so that's yeah, like yeah. the shopping experience so that's why they are now taking payments in the platform
1: you can tag um, in stories, stories now and the the rules as yep.
0: well Yeah, and
1: even like if you use an influence or branded content they can tag it in theirs yeah and people can shop from their rules so but we're moving to a more shoppable experience on the platform yep. definitely so make
0: sure you're staying up to date Awesome. So where are we up to? We're on to number 12, which is using our insights to analyze results. And I think that, again, this is something that Mm. people forget to do or they don't think is as important as what it is. So in your insights, which you can access from your homepage, you can have a look, so long as you're set up as a business or a creator page, you can have a look at all of your posts, your followers, all of the, basically all of the trends on the app, what's working well and also what's not working Mm. well. So things that you can track are your followers, your reach, um, how your posts have gone, website clicks, basically anything. anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so make sure you think about what numbers are really important to your business goals yep. and go in and analyze those. So for me, website taps are really important. Yep. Profile, um, visits, profile yep. visits are really important. Also knowing which posts are doing well so that I can recreate more of those. Yep. Um, and those have been the main ones that I would use for my clients as well. Followers, yes, they are important, but we all know. I think it's great that people are realizing that you don't need a million followers to mm. make sales. Yeah. So, so long as that number is gradually growing. Yeah. Um, not and, negatives. Yeah, yeah. Not in the negative. I mean, you always have weeks where, not weeks, but you'll have times where you lose followers and gain them. It's a bit like a roller Roll coaster, coaster, I say. Yeah. Um, and that's fine as well because we don't want people that don't want to see our content anyway. They're not going to be customers. So have a look at what's going to make the most difference in terms of tracking and do more of those posts
1: yeah i couldn't agree with more with that um so number 13 is engagement and community management so we know that if you don't do any engagement obviously people aren't going to see your posts yeah. it's like whoever you engage with the more you interact with them they'll see your content and vice versa so it's really important that before and after you post um that you go spend 10 minutes just interacting with your followers replying to those comments people in your niche. Hashtags that you've used. Just go out there and start engaging, especially even with reels. You should Mm -hmm. engage with
0: reels where you want the people to see your reels. Also, yeah, I think community engagement is the most underrated thing you can do on social media, and what a lot of people just put to the side because it's okay. Okay, it's what am I trying to do? These Um, things. Bunny ears. Bunny ears. (laughs) Is what that a called? technical term? I don't know. I we've lost the plot. <laughs> um, but- <laughs> quotation
1: mark. Quotation mark. It's, no, yeah, no that's quote not Quote unquote. Quote unquote. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Wow. What was I It's that embarrassing.
0: <laughs> um, quote unquote. Too much time. It's going to take too much time. Yeah. Think about how much time you scroll on social media. Mm. I'm sorry, but if you can spend hours while you're watching TV scrolling on social media, you can spend ten minutes engaging.
1: Yeah. And I've been upfront and honest that I actually paid someone to do this for a while. Yeah. Um, for our team, and the benefit of it was huge. Like, yeah. I just noticed that my Posts were getting seen more. I was building more of a community. So if it's something that you're not really keen to do, you can outsource it. There's
0: some great agencies that do this now and they are real people commenting with other real people that are potential clients. I think that's a huge thing because it did get a really bad rep
1: for the follow, unfollow. Yeah, it's not the follow, follow. And follow. It's like no. actually go out, find people, leave meaningful con- yeah. like connections or Start like comments in the and Start conversations DMs,
0: stuff. reply to stories. Yeah. Be really strategic to get your leads yeah. and build those relationships. So I think, yeah, community management is just so underrated. And if you've got a spare 15 minutes, spend that talking think yep. about it as like a networking event if you don't actually go into a networking event and talk to people you're not how gonna get gonna anything know. out of it and how they're gonna know who you are exactly like yep. just spend some time even if you set yourself a goal i'm gonna spend today connecting with 10 new accounts that could mm. be potential clients yep and yeah it's amazing <laughs> So the next point is to cross promote with other accounts or influencers. Yes. Now, I love this one. And it's something that I've really invested a lot of my energy into this year. And I've seen such a growth in my account, but also in what I'm actually sharing. Yeah. So I know, um, I mean, even we've done it before we've done when it. we were growing the Marketing Margaritas um, brand. When you cross promote with other accounts. So think about people that are in similar industries that Mm. share a similar audience and Mm. either go live with them, do a collaborative post with them, yep, do something that's combining both your audiences so you can tap into the other person's followers.
1: Yeah. And I think you just by collaborating with other people in your niche, it also establishes you more as an authoritative figure. Mm. You think it would be competition, but no. people are like, okay, well, she is legitimate. She is collaborating with other people in the industry. They've got similar yeah. views. Yeah, I think it gives you a bit more status. It really to does a...
0: raise your status. Yeah. yeah.
1: And with influencers, because obviously if you're e-commerce, you wouldn't – or you might collaborate with other product-based businesses, yeah. but you might collaborate with influencers yeah. well, brand reps, yeah. now they're calling them. Brand reps are people who have smaller following and – they probably create more content at a... a more of a content creator. Yeah, content creator slash the, they're your hype people. Yeah. Like they'll do more posts for you. You might be paying them obviously a lesser fee with an influencer. Mm-hmm. They've got that 100,000 followers. You're yeah. paying quite that one-off fee as well. So get some brand reps if you are yeah. an e-commerce site.
0: Think about accounts that you can tag that make it relevant. I think even in um like in the service-based industries, if you're working with other industries that are helping to to build your brand so for mm. example i've got a client that's doing a new fit out um and we did a real all on the behind the scenes of the build and we tagged you know the plumber the electrician oh, yeah. like because i'll share it they'll share it exactly so think about accounts that can share your content as well it doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be a piece of content that you're sharing education with yeah, the other yeah, expert. Yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely And last but not least, go live. So everything Mm -hmm. on Instagram is so bite-sized and lives just allow you to go deeper. It's a great opportunity to show off your expertise, for people to see the behind the scenes and actually see your content because Mm -hmm. they get a notification when you go live. Yeah. So if you're finding that your reach has been a bit low, do a live. Get people, like get your brand out there in front of your audience. Mm,
0: I love that one. And I think we've both seen the benefit in lives, especially this year. Huge, huge for me. Yeah you do your marketing Mondays. Yep. Um, I do a lot of collaborative lives, which yep. I've noticed such a, a difference. It also gets you comfortable speaking on camera, Yeah. which I think is a huge I skill. You can't really see the people. So exactly. like it feels so you're like you're just talking to nobody. <laughs> totally. And it's the best way to kind of build that confidence. I hear so many clients, they get so nervous speaking on camera, but mm. everyone sucks when they start. Jeez, I don't even want to see my first reels or the first time i went live i remember it was in a previous Mm. um role and my boss was like ruby you're taking the facebook live next week and i was so nervous i think i practiced going live on my stories and i was like oh my gosh this is cringe but (laughs) the first one is always going to be the hardest and you just learn and grow from there so that is our 15 oh my god we got through them (laughs) if you focus on implementing one of these take them one by one yep. for your Instagram account, your Instagram will be fully optimized to attract those clients and customers and nurture them all the way through to make that sale. So we hope you enjoyed
1: this week's episode. As always, if you did, we would love for you to leave us a review and share this episode with anyone who would benefit from it.
0: And if you'd love to continue the conversation with us, we'd love to hear from you over at Marketing and Margaritas underscore on Instagram. Otherwise, we'll see you next week.